ever have a conversation with your girlfriend that you wish had been recorded? Think those conversations would be great to be able to share? Wondering if there's support or research for the recommendations your smart girlfriends give about mental, spiritual, and physical health? This podcast was born to answer those kinds of questions. Hello, I'm Sherry Coleman Collins, registered dietitian nutritionist, and here with me in the studio is my girlfriend, Dee Wilson. We are excited to have you joining us for this edition of the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. Dee, how are you today? I'm fabulous. I have chocolate brownie in my mouth, so I'm Woo-hoo! awesome. Because happy birthday to me, happy birthday to me, happy birthday to it's me. It's your birthday. <laughs> it's your birthday. <laughs> Yay, it's my birthday. <laughs> well, it's not actually my birthday, but my birthday is coming right up, and since I am now solidly in my 40s, it has inspired me to do a show about women's health and nutrition <laughs> over 40. That's hilarious. <laughs> I am solidly in my 40s. Yeah, I'm not like, I'm like, I'm not like barely 40 anymore. <laughs> I'm like double four. I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm in it. So I remember when I was in my 30s and my girlfriends ahead of me kept saying like, wait until you're 40. Everything changes. But I didn't know what they meant, and now I know. And there are great changes that have happened, and there are some changes that I don't feel quite as good about. <laughs> so in celebration of my birthday, I thought, you know, I want to have a show that talks about sort of what it, what it's like to be in your 40s and to prepare our younger listeners, but also to reinforce kind of the great things about being 40 and some of the things we should be thinking about nutritionally and health-wise when we're 40. What do you think about that? How's that sound? That sounds awesome. And I want to start with what are those things that for you are great oh my about gosh. being 40? You know, I think the best thing over 40. Yeah, I think the you know, so I could be 40 or 40-ish. <laughs> I think that you know what the great the best thing about being like for me in my 40s is just being super comfortable with who I am. I am so comfortable with who I am. I don't question who I am anymore. <laughs> I'm not trying to prove anything anymore. I'm not chasing after anything. I'm, I'm not good. Yeah. I, I'm like that too. I and it, I don't want to say that it happened like the day that I turned 40, no. but the more into my 40s I've gotten, the more I'm like, you know what? I really like who I am. Yeah. I'm really okay with this yeah. chick. Like she's cool. I'm good yeah. with that. Um, and it the older I get, the harder it is for people to tell me things about myself that I know are not true. Like you can't tell me certain things because I already know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you completely. And I think, I think, you know, in my twenties, like I was trying to figure out who I was and what I liked and what I wanted. And then in my thirties, I was just trying to recover from my (laughs) twenties. And now in my forties, it's like, you know what? I am really happy with who I am. I know who I am. I like who I am. I'm not perfect. And there are things that I'm always working on. You know, I'm big into like, you know, self-help and all the <laughs> I love to read books books about change and improvement and I think that's just part of how I'm wired but I also am just really really happy with my life and who I am and the the life that I've built and I just think I'm a really content person in my 40s I think for me that contentment has kind of not motivated, but has allowed me to be much more um, adventurous. Yeah. Like there are things that I'm doing in my 40s that I would have never done in my 20s because in my 20s, I'd be like, oh God, what are people going to think? Like right now, this blue eyeliner, (laughs) like- 
At 20 Which years old. Which is fabulous. Old. Thank you. I love it. Um, at 20, I never would have done that because I'd be like, oh, well, they say that black women they can't wear blue eyeshadow and you can't wear blue, you know. And as at 40, I'm like, oh, it looks good. Yeah. I'm going to wear it. It looks you fabulous. Know? It I don't know matter. who those people are who say black women can't wear blue eyeshadow. Yeah, they're those, not around those, anymore. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I think for me, like being in my 40s, the best thing is just being really comfortable with myself and who I am. And I'm not trying to prove anything. And, you know, I just get to be who I am and be happy with that. And it's easier. I just think I'm, I'm more comfortable in my skin too. And my body isn't, you know, I'm not, I don't have the body of a 20 year old anymore and I'm okay with that. Like I really am. I, I'm okay with my body. I appreciate what it's done for me and how strong it is, you know, and I don't know, just all of that feels really good right now in this place in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So much to celebrate, much to celebrate. And I think I've told you before that, you know, for a long time, I didn't really celebrate birthdays. I, I just wasn't really happy. And I just didn't think. Which is so I, it's no. like weird to me because you're <laughs> such a positive person and you yeah. always seem to be so happy. Yeah. And to think about you did not feeling that yeah. there was anything to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. It was a crazy time. But, um, you know, I recovered from that. And I and now I love to celebrate. And, I, and my favorite, one of my favorite quotes that I found somewhere along the way was attributed to Oprah. And she said, um, the more of life you celebrate, the more in life there is to celebrate. And I love that. I love that, um, that idea of creating more, creating abundance and doing that by being more present, more happy, more celebrating. The more you do those things, the more of it you have. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I'm all about celebrating. And so today I made brownies. So we're so and we're good. Oh, they peanut butter in there? Yeah, they have peanut butter. So they're dark chocolate peanut butter brownies and they mm. are decadent. So let's talk about some of the things, though, that that happen in our 40s that we need to think about nutritionally and health wise. Right. And so brownies are totally fine. I'm not going to eat brownies every day, but I might eat a brownie every day between now and my actual birthday. <laughs> So, you know, one, what is the big thing, D, that happens in, in or around our 40s that affects our health as women? Well, I know for me um, that, you know, and I've always carried weight, you know, in my lower body. Even in the years where I was really, really thin, I've always had hips and, you know, a rear end. But I really started to like my stomach started mm -hmm. to get to the point where I was like, why do I look like I'm about three or four months pregnant right now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was for me what I, the first thing that I noticed about my body. Yeah. So shifts in fat in our bodies, mm -hmm. the shifts in the fat stores in our body is actually pretty common that happens in our forties. And the reason is because of estrogen. <gasps> oh. So estrogen is like, is estrogen is like a, it's like a, it's like Jekyll and Hyde in our bodies. <laughs> there are great things about estrogen and there are not so great things about estrogen from the perspective of, right, it causes us to have our period every month, right? But in or around our 40s, that starts to stop, right? Our estrogen levels drop really quickly. Um, they actually start dropping in our mid to late 20s. And then in our 40s, they start to bottom out. And mm -hmm. most women begin the process of perimenopause and we start start entering into these, this menopause time in our lives. And that drop in estrogen has a huge impact on 
our health. As women, it can really have a lot of um, consequences, and we need to think about that. We just need to be aware of it. And certainly there are um, ways that you can manage that with hormone therapy, and that's something to discuss with your doctor if you want to do that, if you think it would help. Some women experience severe um, hot flashes and a lot of significant symptoms. (laughs) Yeah, little little power surges. <laughs> and so and that can be really uncomfortable and you know that and there are other things that happen, right? So some dryness and some, you know, some other kinds of of discomfort that happen. And so hormone replacement is one way to help manage that. And so I think that that's something that you have to discuss with your doctor and decide on your risk because um, there are some risks to taking hormones as well. Um, And so, you know, for me and my family, we have very high rates of heart disease and stroke, very high rates. That's pretty much how almost everyone in my family has died since I was born. They've all died from, excuse me, either a heart, heart attack or stroke. So heart disease is something I have to really think about for my own health. And I'm constantly weighing the benefits of, you know, of estrogen therapy. Is it something I want to do? Is it not something I want to try? And I haven't made a solid decision yet. You know, so the estrogen therapy can increase rates of stroke and heart disease. Yep. Does it also affect breast cancer rates? It does. Yeah. It can also increase the risk for breast cancer. So those risks are, are, are moderate to minimal depending on your personal history and your personal risk. So everybody's risk is not the same. And so for some people, estrogen therapy is actually quite safe. And there is some evidence that shows that the younger you are when you start taking it or when you start taking it as a younger you know, perimenopausal woman, the risks are lower. Um, So you want to just discuss that with your doctor. I mean, I think that that's at the end of the day, it's really about deciding with your doctor what's the best choice for you. And also, you know, if you're if you're having significant symptoms, you know, or if you're not, you know, some women slip into menopause really easily and it's not a big deal and it just kind of happens. And there you go. And and I think I'm kind of on that spectrum. You know, for me, I'm really lucky. I don't have significant symptoms and and that's good. You know, I feel really comfortable with that. And and there are some really nice things about not having <laughs> that time of the month every month (laughs) well for me you know I had um fibroids for a number of years and probably about two years ago I had a hysterectomy and I also lost one ovary um as well because I had cysts on that ovary and I you know I don't know (laughs) if I'm menopausal or not uh, or perimenopausal um sometimes I do wonder if that last ovary is just kind of coughing (laughs) yeah But it's um, probably getting close to finishing. It's, it's up. probably it's not like, done already. <laughs> you know. Um, but how would I know? You know, I, I thought, do I need to go see an endocrinologist to kind of get my hormones tested to see yeah. where I am? Yeah, you so can do that. You can go to your OB. You can go to your OB or you know, or your your gynecologist. You wouldn't see an OB anymore, but <laughs> your gynecologist, yeah, I can definitely do that. Well, actually can... I don't really see a gynecologist anymore either. Oh, well, I just... Either of those, I mean, I think either of those doctors can do that for you. I think probably the gynecologist would be the most common one Mm -hmm, to do those mm -hmm. tests, but either one of those could probably do it for you and and give you an idea. And that's what they did with me. You know, they checked my hormones and determined that, oh, yeah, you're right there. You're right where you should be, you know. Was that a blood test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just looked at estrogen levels and um, some other hormones that kind of tell where you are in the process. And so, you know, it, it was one of those things where I was like, huh, I didn't know that would happen so soon. I guess I just was kind of like I didn't I just didn't I know it happened like in your 50s I know or right or your 60s like yeah. I don't know I, I you know I think it I, I always thought to myself like it happens when women get old I'm not old 
<laughs> so for me, I was like, what? Okay. But, you know, but now I know and it's okay. It's like, okay, that's all right. Then that's not such a bad this thing. This is where we are. <laughs> hey, you know, I think I'm saving some money and I'm, you know, I can buy pretty underwear and, exactly. you know, Wear never have to pants, worry about it. I have to worry about it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It's nice. It's so so that's another nice thing about being in our 40s. But um because estrogen in its natural form and we have like our normal estrogen levels, those are actually heart protective. So as estrogen goes down, women tend to have higher risk for heart disease. And so what that means for me in my family history is that I have to be even more diligent in my thinking about how can I, what are the things I can be doing to prevent heart disease? And um, one of the things that happens is that LDL cholesterol, which is the bad cholesterol, tends to go up. And HDL, which is the good cholesterol, tends to go down as our estrogen levels go down. And so that's something I need to keep in mind. And um, the ways to manage that, of course, are our diet and exercise. Um, some of that I may not be able to always fight. You know, LDL may still go up without that estrogen to protect me. It may still go up. So I'll just need to have that checked every year and watch that because it's an independent risk factor for heart disease. And so when you say the bad cholesterol, mm -hmm. if that number is high, what's the, how would you know other than the blood test? It's I know the blood, blood test. Tests. Yeah. If you wouldn't know it. No. Like, okay. No, it's it's like many risk factors for heart disease. You don't know. You can't see it. Even high blood pressure. You know, many people have high blood pressure and they walk around. They have no idea. They don't feel like they have high blood pressure. So they don't know they have high blood pressure until they get it checked. So every year you should have a check with your physician. And that should include the relevant tests to your age. Blood pressure should always be checked. Cholesterol levels need to be checked as we get older, especially because there are these changes that happen in our body body that can naturally increase those bad cholesterol levels. And HDL is the good cholesterol level. And the only thing that can really impact that significantly is exercise. So I have to be a little more diligent about making sure I'm doing my exercise. And those of you who listen to the show regularly know that that is not easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be a little bit more diligent about that. The other thing that can happen with a reduced estrogen level is an increase in bone loss and bone fracture. So, um, you know, in my family history, we don't have a significant history of osteoporosis, but there's some there. So I want to be mindful about that. I had a DEXA scan, which is a bone scan where they actually check your bone density scan. I had that done in my mid-30s. I'm not sure why I had that done, but my doctor recommended it. That's interesting. I always hear DEXA scan in reference to checking body fat percentages, but it's, is it really designed to check bone density? Well, I don't or know. Or does it just check all of it? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know that much about the DEXA. I know that it was the scan that they did for my bones, but they didn't mention fat percentages. Yeah, I just hear it, you know, on the internet uh -huh. um, in reference to like bodybuilding and huh. things like that. How about that? Well, I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe the same acronyms used for multiple tests. I'm not sure. Hmm. But this test actually looked at the bone density of, um, of several points in my body and including the hip um, joint, like the upper um, uh, femur, that's actually a good place to test bone density. And my bone density was really good. So that made me feel really confident. But the reality is that's not always probably the way that it's going to be. So I have to be mindful about making sure I'm doing the things I need to do to protect my bones. Was that a part of just your regular physical or did you I think you it was go... that year. I think it was part of something. I had a conversation with my OB and she recommended it or my you know, OBGYN and she recommended it. So I went and had the test done and it was fine. 
Hmm. Yeah, and insurance covered it at the time. So that was really good. It was nice to have that baseline. And I think that I had a mammogram not long after that, too, as, as a baseline mammogram, too. So um, so the other thing that estrogen does is it actually um, affects our metabolic rate. So with decreasing estrogen, your metabolic rate can go down a little bit, too, and that can lead to weight gain. So all these fun things to think about. <laughs> it means it's that the reason I could eat fried chicken a couple of times a week in my 20s and not gain any weight. And I eat fried chicken once a month and I absolutely gain two pounds from it. <laughs> Annoying. Uh, well, I mean, I think they're definitely these changes are real. They're yeah. they're biochemical. It's not something that we can avoid necessarily. And everybody's different. Every you know, every body is different, and we are all different. So I think that this is these are my experiences, and these are generalizations. But they are things that we have to think about. And I think they're part of the reason that a lot of people say, "Oh, in my forties, everything changed," because everything does change. And so you have to think a little bit more about it. So what can we do? Like, let's switch to the positive. <laughs> what can I do now that this is really happening, now that these changes are happening? What can I do? So here are the thoughts that I have on this. Um, the first is around exercise, which, you know, I love. And um, so weight-bearing exercises, absolutely a must. Weight-bearing exercises actually um, helps to strengthen your bones and um and at a time when you know bone density is so important and i'm not building bones anymore you're not building bones in your as you get older but you can your body can be um challenged to repair bone or to you know to strengthen the bones and that can happen um through this weight bearing exercise um, so, all right when you say building bone mm -hmm. that means growing yes okay yeah like building density building bones making them stronger longer yeah. But weight bearing exercise doesn't build bone. It doesn't build bone in the sense that you're you're um that you're going to add density to the bones. Okay. But it can strengthen the bones. It can cause the body to strengthen the bones. Okay. Yeah. So weight-bearing exercises, um, so walking, running count. Um, things that don't count are like swimming, cycling. Those are not weight-bearing. Um, uh, aerobics, definitely, you know, are good kind of impactful. Um, but I, but for me, that would mean like low-impact aerobics. I'm not into like major aerobics kind of exercise. Um, the other thing that happens as we get older is that our muscle mass begins to decrease and that happens naturally too. So, you know, so I, I, I definitely feel a little softer than I did in my twenties. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some of that is just super natural, right? Our, our muscle mass begins to decrease and that means our fat stores will go up. Um, so, and they're more obvious and th there can be a shift too. I mean, there's definitely this shift to more central adiposity or fat in the center part of our body in the middle part of our body that's 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 actually very natural too so if I don't want that to happen I have to think a little bit more about my exercise and make sure that I'm doing it I heard um, I talked to someone over the weekend who um, shared with me he had had this really significant weight loss and we had a great conversation about the changes he'd made one of the things he said is stuck with me he said in order to lose weight I, I had to change what I was eating but in order to change the shape of my body, I had to exercise. Yeah, and that's kind of how I think about it with the losing weight. Almost the majority of the weight that I've lost has to do with the changes in my diet. Yeah. But the majority of the way 
that my body shape has changed mm-hmm. has everything to do with the weightlifting. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that can be weightlifting. It can be aerobic exercises. Mm-hmm. It can be, um, it can be swimming. It can be running. It can be, um, it can be yoga. We had a great show mm-hmm. on yoga, and I think yoga is a great way to strengthen your body. There are lots of different kinds of yoga, and some of them really do strengthen your body because they use your body weight as resistance. And that's probably what I would rather do. And then so, is it so when you're talking about muscle loss as you age, mm-hmm. is it also more difficult to build muscle? That's as a good you question. Age? I would guess it is. Because I got this little flat thing going on, right? <laughs> I have that too. <laughs> She's talking the tricep way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I would guess that it is, but I don't know that for sure. I mean, I think there are lots of inspirational people out there, though, that show that, you know, even as we get older, we can still strengthen our body. We can still reshape our body. We can still build muscle. It may be harder, but we can definitely do it. And I have no doubt that we can do it. The other things that I'm thinking about are balance and flexibility. You know, I think the more we, the older we get, the more we have issues with balance and balance is a big deal. And we talked about that in the yoga show too and flexibility, same thing. So that's what I'm thinking about around exercise. But then when I think about nutrients of of concern or nutrients that are really important, I think calcium and vitamin D, you know, thinking about bone health, I I really feel like calcium and vitamin D are are things that I I haven't always been really good about taking supplements, but I'm trying to get better. And taking calcium and vitamin D are part of that, you know, making sure that I'm getting... think that you get enough calcium I don't and you don't I don't yeah I really don't because I'm because I'm even though I love dairy I don't I don't eat or drink enough of it probably to meet the minimum and that's the major source of calcium even though I do dark green leafy vegetables which also contains calcium I'm still I still don't think that I get there every day so by taking a supplement I can be sure that I'm going to get there yeah yeah just a little extra and there's no there's no negative there's no negative or no downside to taking those supplements. You know, some supplements I'm not always like super excited about, but these I think don't have any negative consequences, so they're worth taking. And then the same thing with the multivitamin. You know, I'm taking a multivitamin. I'm trying to take it better. I'm trying to remember to take it every day. Um, not perfect, but I try. <laughs> but I don't need supplemental iron anymore. And nobody, prob- most people probably don't need to take iron. Um, a lot of people do, and most multivitamins contain iron. But once we're menopausal, we don't need to take a supplemental iron anymore. Women don't need it. So it's good not to take it. Um, in, in too high a doses, iron can actually be, um, it can actually be cancer causing or, or really, yeah, it can actually promote, I don't want to say cancer causing, but it can promote, it can promote, it can be like, what's the right term? It's not a good thing. <laughs> That's the main thing. It's not a good thing. So we don't need it. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure I'm not taking it. And then as always, you guys have heard me talk about probiotics. And I love my probiotics, but I eat those. I don't take those as a supplement. So I'm, you know, just being mindful about every day getting my probiotics in. And then I think the other thing nutritionally that I'm thinking about is maintaining a healthy weight. And what that means is that if my metabolic rate is going down a little bit and I'm seeing that scale creeping up a little bit, then I need to be mindful about that, right? And for me, that means some smaller portions, right? A little bit less sugar, a little bit less sweets, not eliminating it as evidenced by the fact that we are having a big pan of brownies. brownies. (laughs) I'm not going to give them up, but I'm going to be a little bit more mindful about that because if I don't, then that, that creep's going to just, it's just going to add up. And the reality is that most people don't gain a lot of weight really fast. They gain it a little bit at a time over years or months. 
So in order to sort of counter that, the only the only way to do that is to eat less or to exercise more. And I'm not going to exercise a lot more, so I have to eat a little bit less. So you're <laughs> a, you know you're a small person. Yeah. Um, have you noticed weight gain? Uh, not a lot, but a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, a little, like maybe five pounds over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. So you've seen the creep. Yeah, that yeah. About. And some of that's, I think, happy way is like, you know, I'm just really happy. <laughs> My life is really good. <laughs> and I've and I also travel a lot for business. And so, so yeah, I mean, I think that there's just a lot of contributing factors. And, and I just don't, I want to stay in a healthy range for me and a comfortable weight for me. And I don't, I don't ever talk about ideal body weight because I don't think mm-hmm. there's an ideal body weight, not for me or you or anybody. I think that really varies and people can be healthy at lots of different weights. And if I stay where I am or I gain five more pounds, no big deal. I'm not, that's okay with me. I really feel like I'm okay with that, but I don't want to gain enough weight that it starts to negatively impact my health. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just being mindful about that, you know, just really thinking um, proactively. And the way I'm going to do that is to focus more on the foods that I love anyway. And that is lots of fruits and vegetables, you know, (laughs) Do you? I'm laughing because I do. I still sometimes wonder if she doesn't even like that. I do. I do. I do. We don't always like that. (laughs) So lots of fruits and vegetables, lots of whole grains. Those foods are highest in the vitamins and minerals and phytonutrients that I need in order to avoid heart disease and, you know, protect myself from those those conditions that, that can be, for me anyway, a higher risk. Um, and they make me feel good and they taste great and I really like them, D. <laughs> and I'm still thinking about that. Like, what was that? Like, the sugar snap thing? pea. It was like, it tastes like grass. <laughs> I don't know what I'm eating. I like it. I like it. It tastes like dra- grass, but I like grass. What can I say? I'm a rabbit inside. <laughs> uh, so those are the big things I'm thinking about when it comes to nutrition and health on this birthday. And then there are some other things that I'm thinking about that are like emotional, spiritual gifts I want to give myself this year. What are you giving yourself? I'm going to give myself three major things, three big things. The first one is um, the gift of time. And that is time to relax and to embrace the slowing down. You know, I I tend to be very task oriented. I'm a go getter, doer. I am a rush, rush, rush kind of person. But I really want to try to embrace slowing down a little bit and enjoying the days a little bit more with less hurry, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because the time is going fast and it's going to go faster. And I have so much to enjoy in the every day right now that I want to give myself the, the gift of the time of slowing down. Yeah. I mean, if you think about your birthday being in May Mm -hmm. and that's almost half of the year and it seems like Christmas was yesterday, (sighs) you know, time is going really fast. Yeah. It is. It is. So I'm so that's the that's the first and probably the most important gift I hope to give myself in this coming year. The next one is the gift of grace. And that is um, forgiving myself and others freely and quickly. I think that, you know, I used to attend Andy Stanley's church. And one of the things that I love that he said was um, that the mark of a the mark of a Christian is um, is to be. Let's see, to be a quicker forgiver something like that, something to be a quicker forgiver. And I I was like, when he said that, it stuck in my head. And I thought, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I think the older I get, the more 
the more I understand it and the more and the more easily it's coming to me. So this, you know, this idea of not holding grudges, not staying angry, not staying mad, because you know what? The days are short. Yeah. And and you know, they're 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 happening so quickly. And I want to I don't want to waste any time being angry with anybody. Not myself and not anybody else. You know, I just want to forgive freely and move through move life. Yeah. Grace with grace mm-hmm. and ease. Yeah. And um, I love this quote from Max Lucado, and he wrote, The meaning of life, the wasted years of life, the poor choices of life. God answers the mess of life with one word, grace. And that's sweet. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. And then the last one is one that I practice on the regular, but I hope to do even more of, and that is the gift of laughter. <laughs> and that is laughing at myself <laughs> and laughing with others, you know, mm-hmm. really enjoying laughing and embracing laughing. I think that laughter is good medicine all the time, every day, and I want it more. I want yeah, it more. I was just thinking about what Caroline said about, you know, laughter and the benefits that it has for mm-hmm. our bodies and our spirits and yeah. everything. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so those are my gifts to myself. Well, happy birthday. Thank you, girl. (laughs) Thank you so much. I feel loved. (laughs) You should. Thank you. Well, as we wrap up the show, this birthday show, um, I do want to say thank you, Dee, for all that you do for the show and for me. And and I'm so grateful for you as a friend and as my partner on this crazy quest. And I am so proud of you. And I'm so excited to see, you know, 44 is not a milestone birthday, but I'm so excited to see what you do in this next year. Thank you. Oh, you're the best. You're the best. I love you. And thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We love you too. We're so happy that you're part of our tribe and that you're enjoying the Southern Fried Girlfriends podcast. And we hope that you'll subscribe, that you'll share it with a friend and that you'll rate the show so that other people can find it too. And if you have any questions or you want to send me a happy birthday, you can send that to us at southernfriedgirlfriends at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, and before before we finish up the show, I do have our one question, the question we end every show with. D. what are you going to do today to be healthier? So I'm going to go and drop my kid off at his uh, acting class, and I'm going to go and sit in the park Ooh. and just sit in the park. I'm looking forward to just sitting on a bench and enjoying the sun and maybe doing a little meditating, but not being really intentional about it, just kind of being there. You know, I think we spend so much time running from one thing to the next that I haven't this week spent any time just being where I am, Yeah, you know, so I'm kind of looking forward to doing that. Oh, I love that. That's good. I think for me, you know, today, what I plan to do is spend some really quality time with my husband and my son. That that's really my, you know, I'm a, I'm a, um, uh, quality time is my love language. And so for, me, <laughs> so for my health, I need to spend some time with my people. And I haven't had the chance to do that in the last couple of days because I was traveling on business. And so I'm really looking forward to just having some dedicated time together. And I think we're going to go antiquing. So how fun is that? Oh my <laughs> Even my four-year-old loves antiquing. Does He's he? an old soul. <laughs> So that's what we've got going on today, y'all. Thanks for listening to the show. We love you, and we hope that you have a great day. Bye. Hey, girls, this is Sherry again. I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the show. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and take a minute to write a review. It really helps other people find the show. And if you enjoy the content, share it with your favorite girlfriends. 
Christy and I want this to be an opportunity for you to be part of the conversation. So we're adding an Ask the Dietitian feature. To do that, we need your questions. Please send those to us at southernfriedgirlfriends at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear your questions and comments. Thanks again for being part of this journey with us.